0: Hey guys, it's Stevie. We had an intro, but unfortunately it got deleted. So we are gonna jump right into this episode this time. Um somehow my computer crashed on saving April's intro. But um here's our interview with April Canavan.
1: Thank you so much for joining us, Miss April Canavan. Welcome.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I feel like I have a frog in my throat now because now all of a sudden I'm nervous after not being nervous this whole time.
1: It's because of the little <laughs> listen. Just ignore the flashing red light in the corner and okay. act like it's not even there. You can one hundred percent. us if you need to, we will make it an explicit content. No big deal. Look, all of our episodes are explicit content. I don't like them. Slightly my fault, but it's
2: totally okay. I was going to say, I can try really hard not to cuss, but I don't know if that'll happen. It doesn't
1: doesn't work for us, so go ahead, you people. I don't cuss in one place. It does not matter. One place and one place only, and that's church with my dad. And that is because if I were to say a cuss word in church with my father, oh, (coughs) Jesus would leave the room while my dad beat the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. No, that's not happening. So we're super excited to have you and super excited to chat with you stevie we'll <coughs> go ahead and start with book questions oh yay and then we'll just teeter totter back and forth okay okay do you want to do, do the
0: first one or do you want me to do the second one so that I've read- <laughs> that's fine okay, <laughs> okay go ahead Go to the first one all
1: to the walls the new release new release first in this new series that you're starting a police officer series that you're starting if i'm mistaken, yes. right yes so, this is the this is book one And it focuses on Parker and Remy. So who inspired this magnificent couple? And what inspired the idea of this series, ma'am? You can ask that as a unit. (laughs) Okay, so,
2: um, I mean, this is probably way too much information. My ex-husband was in the Marine Corps. And um, so I spent so many years of my life in 29 Palms, California, in the desert, the butthole of the desert. Every Marine knows about 29 palms. They call it 29 stumps. Um, ask them if they've ever gone swimming in the lake there. If you ever meet a Marine oh and ask them about it, just, just trust me. It's terrible. Oh God. So I got, and while we were there, I worked in the library on base. And I got to see so many of these like young guys, some of them were upset, you know, they find out that their girls are pregnant from back home, they can't leave, they're like stuck on base or and they're like sitting there trying to get computer access, because they haven't earned leave to get off base yet. A lot of them are young. And I'm just sitting there and I used to, you know, stock in shelves and I used to make up stories about them in my head. And I'm like, man, I feel so bad for this guy. And then of course I'm a romance reader. So, you know, I'm like reading romance. And I'm like, oh shit. Like. I this little twist on there. Let's put a little twist. And uh, I write romantic suspense. So every time I try to force myself not to write suspense, I'm like, okay, we're going to kill somebody. Like, oh, accidentally going to kill somebody. Oh, this person it. died. Like, oh. <laughs> I love so, it. Um, in all of that. One of my ex-husband's really good friends was over, he was on a Mew, which is a Marine Expeditionary Unit. Yeah. Uh, they go on a boat and he went overseas a lot and he met a girl and got married. And of course now they're divorced because it's, you know, real life, what happens? People get divorced. But before he met this girl, I'm like, this guy is really awesome. Got to find him the perfect girl and shit, shit goes south, you know, like all kinds of stuff. And he's yeah. really a hard person to love in real life and yeah. I'm like oh and then of course I'm like well what what would happen if what would happen if all of this happened and, and what would and it's happen just like
1: the hard people to love in real life are not as romantic as the people that we make them hard to love in the books like I make hard people guys to love right and it's so romantic and it's charming and we're in mysterious and we love them but in real life it's like I'm gonna fucking kill you because oh, yeah it's insane it's insane yeah and some
2: of the reviewers are like well if they just ever talked it would be it would be fine and I'm like every time I see that I I pull up my drink and I scoot my chair in a little bit further and I'm like do you do you want to meet my ex-husband because there's a reason I'm divorced (laughs) and that lack of communication is like 98.9 percent of it yes let's talk about these military guys let's talk about these marines let's let's just let's talk about that and that's not not in real life but I mean like in my head yes so and then that brotherhood from the unit there's you know if we have it as writers like I you know we could be just brand new met and we be talking to each other at a book conference and somebody comes up and tries to interrupt and like excuse you bitch like we've been (laughs) friends for five minutes like you can
1: get the fuck out of here like this is a bond exactly we just bonded over something super random but it's bookmarks we just bonded over bookmarks mind your business yes, exactly and that's that bond that the that units have so mm-hmm. I'm like oh
2: I can't just write about one it has to be all of them because they've all got a story and they all interact and there's yes you know why is there air on my balls type of shit that goes on with them <laughs> and you need it so it's just you need it
1: I mean, okay. So my best friend in the whole world, like we've been best friends since we were in diapers and he is a guy and okay. Everybody that's always like, Oh my God, you can't be friends with a guy when you're a girl and he can't be gay and you can't. And I'm like, yeah, you can, you just can't make out with each other. Like, don't do that. And you'll be fine. And so we have been friends since we were in bad diapers. Like there's pictures of us taking baths together. Like I love him to death. And he joined the national guard when he got out of high school. Okay. And he's a few years older than me. And I told him, and you know how like the army has like this thing. It's like this, what is stereotype that when guys leave, they get married like immediately, okay? immediately. Immediately. Okay. And I know that Bandy, Bandy was only in the national guard and obviously he wasn't going into the army or anything like that. And I was like, listen to me, I swear to God, if you get married within a year of joining the National Guard, I'm defriending you. You're not doing it. I'm not letting you do that to yourself, period. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not. And so he played a practical joke on me. It was like six months after he had joined or whatever. And he said, he was like, he was like, listen, I met a girl. And I was like, the fuck you did. I was mm-hmm. like, I will literally kill you. I will, and it was a joke. But I love, I also love the bond of like military men. I don't know if you've ever like heard a five finger death punch like yes I have (laughs) Nate are you kidding me
2: oh okay so when when Nate and I when my partner and I first started seeing each other um he had a giant old farmhouse and when I was bored I'd be like let's just paint a room so I'm standing on top of a wood stove and at this point he didn't had no clue what my my favorite music preference was pellet stove I'm sorry I was painting a wall yeah. And I'm blasting five finger death punch <laughs> as I'm cleaning. And this man stopped what he was doing in the garage, like on the other side of the house, in the garage, dropped everything to come into the house before the song ended. So he could find out if I was actually listening to the music oh and scared God. the shit out of me. And I fell off the fucking stove, I fell <laughs> off of the top of it with a paint roller in my hand. And I'm like holding it out, like oh, it's okay, I got it. And of course, I was skinnier then. And, you know, cause you're always skinnier when you first start in a relationship and then you get like happy fat. So I'm like, I got it. And I like jumped right back up. If I did that now, I'd like break some fat, man. It would be
1: terrible. <laughs> first of all, that's fantastic. All right. I'm really glad that you like Five Finger Death Punch. They have so many videos. Like there's that one where that guy goes I can't remember what the song is but basically his whole platoon like dies and it's only him and that it literally it wrecked me for like a whole day I was like that's tragic I cannot but Uh, you want to know what another one which uh
2: damn dang it it's in my playlist now I'm gonna pull up Spotify so I can tell you (laughs) because it's on my playlist for balls to the wall uh (laughs) <laughs> Nate's like you gotta stop listening to them because I'm gonna oh also remember everything from Five Finger Death Punch is on, it. it's on the playlist for Balls to the Wall. Like it's it's Shine Down. Okay, so Shine Down, the new album for Devil and all of that. Did you know that it tells a flippin' story in the music videos? Like so it's in it, order? huh? Like it's in order? Yes, not I mean- all of them. I'm not even shitting you. Okay, so. Which ones are it? Okay, so it's I, I'm pretty sure Devil has the same ones, but okay. you got Monsters, okay, um, and Get Up, Shine Down, Monsters, Video Connected. It is, it's okay. So it's Shine Down, it's Monsters, <sighs> and I know it. I know it's at least Monsters and Get Up, those two, and I'm pretty sure Devil. I first. Find the
1: other connections don't worry because
2: oh yeah and I can't I just can't remember off the top of my head but I used to think that music videos were real life like yeah. you know back in the day when they were on VH1 and MTV like yes. and you know like CMT I used to think it was real and I found out recently like in within the last two years that they're not real <laughs> I really thought that they were um I have um I don't recognize faces like I don't recognize those features so I always thought it was a real story so I hear Sync" and I'm like cool it's Sync." I hear Justin Timberlake assume it's you know it's him but yeah. Ed Sheeran man this this man broke my heart I thought he cheated on his wife because the hair was different and I was like <laughs> what oh my god and then so I noticed that I noticed the things when they tell the story Story. So Shine Down when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, it's the same girl. Oh my God, it's her story. Oh my God. And her. so you asked, well, you asked where it's funny because you asked what you <laughs> you asked what um oh dang it. Now I forgot the question words. Like inspired what inspired them? Thank you. It's that song, It's Monsters oh. by Shine Down. The That's music so video inspired those characters because the music video tells a story of a woman whose husband died overseas and of course just like all of them there's like other things that happen and then get up is like her healing from that and you guys have both read balls to the wall right so Mm -hmm. you know kind of what yeah so obviously it's different but that's what started it because I was like damn here's this powerful ass woman who's like gone through this shit and she's gorgeous and I'm like can I have your number sweetie like i like I'm here for this like you by are just panic. strong
1: by panic listen when music videos come on and like there's like a really attractive female lead but there's also like a really hot guy i'm like by panic by mm-hmm. panic i don't know which one i like more but stevie you go ahead and take the next question
0: are you into okay. the next one
1: yes because I mean. she likes to shatter people
0: <laughs> i'm pretty sure i needed a whole box of tissues for this book Um, did you plan to shatter everybody when you wrote this? Um,
2: (laughs) there's an author named Ray, Ray B. Lake, and she's in my, my sprinting room. Mm -hmm. And she, her, I was like, I'm pretty proud of this scene I just wrote you guys. I'm pretty sure it's going to make some people cry in chapter one. And she's like, oh, let me read it. and she read it on zoom and not out loud but just to herself and she's like what did you do
0: oh
1: no so
2: that as I'm writing every chapter of the book she's like on me she's like so and she's you know she's writing her own books and she's like where's the next chapter April where's the next chapter April so did I plan to shatter everyone no but I knew what was happening and I have my plot and as I'm writing it I'm like oh this is bad you guys I'm I really think this is bad I don't think I can do this and she's reading it and she's like spinning around in her chair and she's like oh no you did and she got up there's a scene you guys know the scene the one towards the end that like just makes you, yeah yeah she spun in the chair threw her phone, got up, and,
1: like, left. And no, was, I'm like, just, like sitting, sitting there, like, uh, April, what did you do to her?
2: Yeah, yeah. And she, and everybody's, like, what just happened? I was, like, she read the scene.
1: She read the scene. It's fine. I... I don't I literally I love any book that's gonna make me cry like anytime I get a book recommendation I'm like is it gonna make me cry though and they're like no it's a feel good and I'm like I'm all right I'll pass thanks though appreciate it no it's funny
0: you say that though because somebody posted on Instagram I think yesterday Candy Steiner shared it and they said they were gonna sue her for emotional damage literally
1: (laughs) I'm here I love her book oh my god I'm obsessed with her I love her she's my girl crush (laughs) in love um, so now, since this book, like book one, was super angsty and it brought out all the tears, and it just kind of, you just kind of set, set the bar, bar. okay? <laughs> <laughs> set this minimum, okay? So without giving like too much away, or you could give them a lot away, don't matter. I don't care. I don't mind. Um, what can fans <laughs> expect from the rest of the series? So much, so much. So, um, if you did,
2: you get to the end and read boots on the ground, the first chapter. I did i didn't know i didn't okay know. so oh to. yeah okay now okay. um oops <laughs> you don't i i don't i personally don't think you're gonna cry in the first chapter of boots on the ground i mean the opening line of boots on the ground is before salsa slipped off my taco i shoved the entire thing in my mouth and groaned with pleasure it's better than sex almost <laughs> it's so like me that's that's where I'm at in life. And Kennedy yeah. loves fucking tacos. Like she just loves them. There's, I have a short story that I wrote before this series ever even started called whiskey tango. If you guys don't have it, I'll send you a link to it. It's absolutely free. I give it away to all of my newsletter subscribers. It's like a thing. Yeah. So Link and Kennedy are there. It's, it's so much more than childhood sweethearts because a childhood sweetheart, you know that they know you as a child, they don't know you as a person. Kennedy loved Lake, and her past, if you thought what happened to Parker was bad, oh, Kennedy's shit was so much worse. And she overcame it before the start of the book ever even happened. Like her shit happened before. And you're gonna see it and it's it's bad, but I I don't know a lot of what happened to Parker and Knox and Remy you saw happen on the page. And we're not talking those letters. Like yeah. you are not going to have those letters, but you're going to see what happened between Kennedy and link. And oh God. Um, link is Danny's twin brother. So yeah. there's a lot of that. There's, there's so much of that. And there's also a tick on somebody's ass <laughs> there's Dom getting revenge on uh, you know for the ball stuff there's like all all kinds of shit and then dom gets his own book dom's the main character in bite the bullet which is book yeah. number three and emma hayes link's little sister is the main oh, female man. character we
1: love, we love a little we love that i love that mm-hmm.
2: and Can i just say, I love the titles of these books <laughs> do you want to um this is this is completely a secret Okay. So I've got 15 books planned. There's these five. Mother of God. The next five are the fire department. Uh And then the five after that are called my, my gray sweatpants team. All those covers have men in gray sweatpants. Like you have no, you have no idea. Um, I'm ready. Yes. And I, when I named this series, I did not realize the first five that they all started with B. I'm like, oh shit! They me? all the
0: covers are really, really hot.
2: Oh, absolutely. oh yeah, no, they're gorgeous. And I chose him for a reason because he is a super popular model. And I'm like, I have no idea what teasers I'm gonna make, but I need this model because he is like, oh my god, he is fire! Like, just absolutely. all of this. And then he was heart. wearing a bracelet in the picture, and mm-hmm. I was like, but the bracelet that Parker gave him, like, <clears throat> perfect. It's here. It's everything. Um, I'm so excited for this. Like- the worst book, I'm you. I will say the worst book is below the line. It is book number five. So I wrote pop oh, books before. I wrote Kismet, Inferno, and Maelstrom. And if you like dark, twisty things that happen and people get better, Kismet's the book you want to read. Okay. Um, there is no trigger warning, but I've had readers say they sh- there should be. I don't really do trigger warnings, but there's a capital R. Yeah, assault in there so yes that happens I think I did it tastefully I'm I'm pretty positive that I did it tastefully although how do you say that and um there's a character you meet there's a feisty ass redhead named Terry who you kind of saw I'm not sure if she was that much involved but anyway Terry and Logan and these two have a fucking history and they're the last book and Logan oh. is, and it's bad. Like when I say it's bad, I'm like, oh shit. There's a reason that I could, yeah.
1: Oh no, it's I'm bad. nervous, but I'm excited. Oh, it's
2: bad. Like, so this man, okay. So Kismet takes place and like all the rest of these books take place five years after Kismet, right? So yes. Inferno, ha- Inferno is, you know, about fire. Cause I was like, when I wrote those, I was like, oh, Inferno has some fire in it. Let's do that. Let's play- make a play on words. No, yeah. April, come on. <laughs> so all of these books take place now, and there's a reason that fool has been gone for five years. And I'm like, Terry's like, "Ooh, secret family. Ooh, you broke my heart. Like, grow the f up. I'm not going to give you another chance." And this man like stalks her, like he's like, "Oh, you work at the sta- you work at the sheriff's office. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna leave the state police. I'm gonna come slide up next to you, boo. I'm gonna work at the sheriff's office." I love a stalker. I love so- a, like, a high school stalker though. Like. Mm-hmm i love a stalker (laughs) though like please stalk especially if they're hot like please stalk me
2: yeah yeah uh then you're gonna love link
1: i'm super excited i literally cannot wait this was the first book that i read by you and then i saw that you wrote paranormal romance and i was like what the fuck why did no one (laughs) tell me to start with those so like does nobody know me does nobody understand Like, I was salty, but it's fine. I loved this book, and it made me cry, and I was like, perfect, phenomenal, cannot wait, cannot wait for the rest of it. Now, so, uh, Stevie's gonna ask about the Everyday Heroes Project, which I have not read. I have not read any, I didn't even, okay, listen, until I met Stevie, I didn't even know what the fuck this Everyday Heroes Project was, and I didn't, and when Stevie, Stevie is like, she's like, oh, this Everyday Heroes Project, I was like, this is a series by an author, and she's like, it's a series by multiple authors, and I was like, holy shit that's like a whole thing I didn't fucking know about I live under a a rock literally a rock it's it's Kay Brumberg's world yeah I know we've had this you've told me like literally every single time it gets brought up. you every single time every single time every single time there's a reason why I'm the blogger half of this (laughs) damn I just failed (laughs) epically that I did not know about this project but yeah it's cool and there's like a shit ton of them and I was like that is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life I could never do that I would probably die trying to I, I would be afraid I would fuck it up you know like you're gonna be like I'd be the one that would fuck it up you <laughs> have like one bad one like in between all of these other really great ones
2: I thought the same thing about Bent I'm like this is like the worst book ever everybody's gonna hate it because I wrote like Bent takes place before Balls to the Wall like yeah so Bent came out in October and then Cocky Corporal from the Cocky Hero Club that came out in January So, and I didn't know when the release date for that was going to be. So I like had to figure out all of these things and try and plan these books so that they didn't. And I'll just tell you, I thought that was my book. I bent came out. It was like 15 in the everyday heroes world. Like that it was number 15 that had come out. Yeah. I was the only one who was like, yeah, I'm hardcore going military with this. And then it turned in military cop and then it turned in military cop teacher and stuff.
1: And I was like, Oh shit,
2: people are (laughs) just going to hate this. Like and they don't. I don't know why I thought that. But that was me. That was me.
1: I just like to prepare for the worst.
2: <laughs> per- proceed. Go but ahead.
1: Gave me I have an opportunity
0: the to ask about this book because I'm obsessed with the project in general. But then I read Bent and I was obsessed with Avery because Avery's a very feisty
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's like this little spitfire type girl. <laughs> Who does not like to be touched <laughs> at all at That's all cool. did you like this did you like the handcuffs yes you... I'm, i feel like i'm missing out I, like, I managed to ask about this <laughs> so first i need to know who inspired the
1: couple stevie's like having a mental breakdown over there i am <laughs> i, I love, literally it. love you so much okay <laughs> praying <laughs> is having like a breakdown on the other side of- I am <laughs> like so sorry.
0: Two, by the way <sighs> i just want everybody know she's not dead i'm not i'm not dead i'm not dead i'm just
2: i'm you know i'm i'm trying really hard i'm getting a li- feel like a little bit like in the hot seat so you totally <laughs> no pressure quite def- oh, definitely am. um um <laughs> do you guys watch chicago pd
0: i do i do, I <laughs> do. The rest of this show which is probably why i like this book <laughs>
2: Okay. You remember Dawson?
0: Yes. Yes. Dawson is my favorite one of that series.
2: Yeah. Dawson definitely inspired Carter. And then I'm like, how would he, you know, like, how would he even handle any of this if the woman that he loves could not be touched? Like that family bond that he has, like Dawson and then Gabby. Like that, that relationship that he has with his sister, you know, it's like, oh, well, what about like him having brothers? Like, how would that work? And then I was like, but what would happen if, you know, if there was a girl, there was, there was a girl, (laughs) what would happen? (laughs) And of course that's, that's all, you know, it's, it's always the what if, and I'm sitting here like, well, the absolute worst thing that could ever possibly happen would be for him to like somebody that he could never have not love not ever a love thing yeah. but for him to see one of his friends who's not a cop somebody that could literally beat his ass and he so he tries to be nice to her and then what happens when that girl little girl is all grown up oh <laughs> like shit.
1: All loose, apparently, and that's
2: what happens no it's straight up what happens so the opening chapters the opening chapter of that has Avery taking her nephew paddleboarding let me just tell you how many times my son and my dog knocked me off my paddleboard so many times <laughs> like I'm like okay I'm leaving and then all of a sudden something like jumps on and I'm thinking it's my dog oh no it's my kid and then I'm in the water so I'm oh, like, cool. So she's paddle boarding with her, with her nephew and like trying to get back to to camp here in Maine. We have like little tiny lake houses, which sounds like we're really bougie and rich, but we're not. Think about like a dilapidated <laughs> cabin on yeah. a pond. Like that's what we're talking about. And like trying to paddle against the wind and this little shithead is sitting on the front of the <laughs> paddle board, like not helping at all. Like he's got muscles, he can be helping. <laughs> and instead he's like, I want some cake. Like you little shithead, I'm going to, I'm going to murder you. It's like, if you are not take, then help me fucking paddle. If, exactly. And so that's, and so what happened is my son knocked me off the paddleboard and I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to murder him. Like, it's great. He's going to die.
1: Today <laughs> is the day.
2: Cause my phone, which obvi- I didn't,
0: end up- <laughs> like she didn't end up killing me. Is that your son that just screamed?
1: At me? <laughs> that was perfect timing for that. And she didn't end up killing me. And it like it's muffled, so it kind of sounds like he's locked in a basement. <laughs> it's it's so.
2: And you know what? He's nine, so he's trying really hard to so that I don't
0: get in trouble for him. Oh Oh my God. That's phenomenal. So
2: he's, so when you, when you read little kids in my books, it's all him. Like it's all things that he's done. My Facebook has like our isms, like our isms all over the place. My, um, and actually, so my sister, um, my sister does not like being touched Mm -hmm. at all. She's, um, she's six years younger than I am. She lives on the other side of the country and she just does not, she does not like it. Yeah. And watching her try to get close to somebody when she was a teenager was the hardest thing in the world for me, the absolute hardest, because she just doesn't like physical, physical contact. And then she met my son. Yeah. Like she, she lived with me when I, when I was pregnant. Um, I died when I gave birth to my child, I was gone for seven minutes and, um, and she was living with us. So she, and while I was recovering, she did a lot of that because again, my ex-husband was in the Marine Corps. I mean, he only had a few weeks of paternity leave. So um, at 16 years old, she was at the hospital when all of this happened. Mm -hmm. So she bonded with him. Like he was the first, I'm pretty sure he's like the first person that she ever like willingly would like pick up and hold, like willingly touch. And when I was pregnant, she like touched my stomach a few times, but she's not a touchy person. So that part of Avery was, was definitely inspired by her. And
1: that is so yeah, sweet. I am going to cry. First of all, it <laughs> is so sweet. Oh my gosh. That really sounds like it's in a book. It is though, but it's it is in a
2: book. Sweet. It's in I a love, book. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: yeah so Stevie, next question, ma'am. Okay. Now I got to think about it. <laughs>
0: um, So what inspired you to write Avery's book in the
1: way I, that's the way to word it. She just answered that one. Well, no, no, because she wants to know. Oh God. Okay. Here we go. I feel like she's grabbed something and we're just ready. I'm like listening. (laughs) She grabbed the book. We're just, yeah, we're just ready. (laughs) No, no. Because I, I have a feeling that
2: there's. But there's a couple of scenes that every everybody ha- I, like. I don't even know need to know the question. There's there's a couple of scenes. There's there's
0: there's a couple. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a few. There's a few. So okay. So my so I've never read it, but I do have a question. So is it his name is Bent, right? Yeah, the, the book's, book's is name is Bent. Okay. Carter so is Carter guy's yeah, name, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Carter. I feel like, okay, so is he like the type of person where his love language is physical touch and then she's like the complete opposite of that? Oh oh my god. (laughs) What? A
2: little little bit of that. Yep, there's definitely a little bit of that but he's very alpha.
1: Oh shit, like no he is he oh wait dots are connecting in my head for a second oh god oh but not but not in the way not
2: in not in the way you think oh I'm shit
1: very alpha as in like like dominate dominant alpha
2: I'm gonna um
1: and are handcuffs used on not the dominant alpha is that what we're saying
2: oh no it's bad okay um Okay, there's there's definitely a line that says, uh, "Great, I like a little pain. Get your ass in the truck, Miss James." <gasps> and there's there's some more. There's you know, like she definitely got her ass in that truck. And then, I think you I might know, be
1: in love with him, huh? I think I might be in love with him, and I haven't imagined. really,
2: girl. There's like, um, <laughs> I'm gonna read you the last line of this. The last, I guess it's the last paragraph of this chapter. Uh, Got it. You're not, oh, no, I have no problem reading sex. I'm just not reading the sex scene. It's <laughs> that you're not the fuck up you pretend to be. I see it in your eyes. You're more than that. That was when shit went south, and I couldn't even blame it on the alcohol. Not this time. And uh, there's lines like, you fucking bit me, and you kissed me. She mimicked. Did I give you permission to kiss me, Carter? <laughs> and there's a whole lot of, you know, Get on the bed and then take off your pants. Not from coming from him. Definitely coming kind of from
1: the thing I've ever heard in my entire life.
2: Yeah, girl, you definitely need to read this book. There's um, you know, she definitely stole his fucking truck. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> there's some underwear being used as blindfolds in here. Nope. There's some handcuffs. There's
1: definitely like- This is a dirty book. We'll be talking about everyday heroes. This is everyday dirty motherfuckers. I mean, he's- <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I gotta read it.
2: So, you really- do you
1: have any plans to write another book for the Everyday Heroes Project?
2: Um, I originally had plans to make it a trilogy. I really did. But with the pandemic and homeschooling and everything, I had to put all of that on hold. I have two more books plotted. Yeah. I have the books for Casey Malone, who is married. Like, did you see that? Like that, when you read it, you'll
1: see he's been married for 10 years
2: and his mama doesn't know.
1: That he's been married for 10 years? Nope. His mama's going to whoop his ass. My mama. His mama,
2: his mama thinks that he divorced her, that she divorced him. His mama thinks that it's been over. Like, oh. It, oh.
0: I wonder, it's definitely not over. Woo!
2: It's not. Like <laughs> they see each it? other let me just tell you who my favorite character in this book is. His name is Chris. Mm -hmm. My favorite character's name is Chris. He's definitely a roommate. And his love story is better than all of them combined. And he's a secondary character. And I'm like, Oh, I'm here for it. But um, yeah, so I had plans. I have plans to write Casey Malone and Cameron Malone. And they're they're both Carter's brothers. Um, I don't know if I'll get to that in 2021. I don't even know if I'll get to it in 22. And if it's not a part of the Everyday Heroes project, it, they will be published potentially when I get those rights back, you know, the rights back to my book. But I do have their stories and they're outlined. and oh boy, they're good.
1: I love how she's like behind her and I'm like looking, I'm like-
2: oh. oh, this wall. No, this wall. This wall behind me that I keep pointing at that has like all of these sticky notes. Yeah. So- Every sheet of white sticker is a family name. The pinks are the bo- the girls, the blues are the boys, and these gold ones are people that I've killed. And it goes all <laughs> the way up my wall like, all the way up my wall. I like and that like, that it's their own color.
1: Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the, uh, that's why it's that color. So literally, I'm like, let me just see if I can read what that says. I mean, you want to know, and I'll <laughs> tell you.
2: So we've got the Townsend family. That's Remy Townsend. You've got, yeah. You know, you've got Remy, Kennedy, um, Casper. Actually, if you love them, you should read a cocky corporal that was in the cocky hero club because you'll get um, Casper Townsend's story, one of his little sisters, and you find out what happened to Cassie. So that's all there. And you've got the Hayes family. You've got the James family, the Finley family, Ortiz's, Dom, Dominic Ortiz, yeah. the Malone's, the Morgan's, Young's, the Cook family, Moore family, Harmon family. All these bitches are up here, like, and I've got
1: obsessed with you. <laughs> I literally am obsessed with you. Obsessed, no joke. Obsessed. I mean, you are iconic. So, moving on from book questions, we're gonna go to writing yeah. questions, and I'm gonna take this portion because I obviously write things. <laughs> um, write so a whole things. I write,
0: and, but I, ju- I just read them first and then write the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is a hard-ass job people
1: I mean I commend you that's a lot of books to read it's a lot of uh, yeah. I don't even your brain my, I don't even want to think and about then
0: that. you get this that you get my book schedule and on top of it you get the the podcast,
1: podcast schedule <laughs> we love it so Our, when did you realize that you wanted to be a writer
2: Um, so I'm definitely aging myself, but do you know Electrolux typewriters?
1: I'm sorry, what? I do. I don't.
2: Okay, so an Electrolux typewriter used to be the super fancy typewriter. And we're talking, it's like the first QWERTY keyboard typewriter. Yeah. And it had a ribbon and the ribbon told the story. And I, you know, I grew up in the South, like in this- in states and countries to the south yeah and um so i at one point wanted to run away from my life mm-hmm. and i went and spent the night in the desert and found this old electrolux typewriter and brought it back and it worked you and should. i wrote a story about two little girls jane and jill who ran away because i got my ASCII and i wasn't allowed to leave the house. After that I <laughs> I <bet> you did. <laughs> so i like i was like click 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 on this typewriter using like the same four sheets of paper, <laughs> like front, back, front, back. And, yeah. um, and then that was probably when I was like nine or 10. And then, um, when I was in seventh grade, I had an English teacher who noticed that I was playing with my hair. I was tying my hair in knots yeah. because it's it was so long. And she's like, what's going on? And I'm like, oh, I'm finished. Girl, you're finished. We're reading Les, Les Miserables. I read it in a, two days. Yeah. I read that book in two days. Like that's a massive ass book. And so she told me to write something. So she made me write. Mm-hmm. And then she submitted it for an award without me ever knowing. And I got my first national poetry award at like 12 years old oh. up against like huge people, whatever. And then that was kind of just it. It wasn't anything that I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. It was like, cool. I, I write, I write poetry. And then when I got, when I was married, and I was reading romance all the time. I'm like, yeah. I'm bored and I was pregnant and I was like, I had cancer when I was 20, I was diagnosed with cancer. And so I was like, found out I was pregnant right after that. And I was like, cool, I'm not treating my cancer cause I'm pregnant. So I'm just gonna write cause I'm on bed rest. Yeah. So I started writing and then I never, I never was gonna publish it. And then I became a 911 dispatcher and Carrie Jones is a nine, was a 911 dispatcher down here. And she wrote the need series. And so one of my friends was like, "Oh, you should talk to Carrie, and you should talk to Terry, and you should talk to all these people." And they dragged me to an RWA conference. Never had plans to publish, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna publish!" Oh my like God. this is this is gonna happen. So your,
1: your life is like a roller coaster of events. It's just like every it's like yeah. Every, like, every, like when I think I got a grip of the story, we got another piece of it, and I'm like, "There's Whoa.
2: another there's another puzzle piece." Like wasn't it? it? Are you
1: happens. cancer free though? Are you
2: cancer free? Yes, I am 10 years this year. It's to actually today. Oh this Can- is March 1st, right? Yes. Yeah. So March 1st is now 10 years. My son um, turns 10 this year. Yeah. So um, in whatever, 2011, in March of 2011, I was pregnant with my child, yeah. found out that I was cancer free. Congratulations. Like, so I refused treatment and- the, it vanished from all of my pet scans like it vanished from everything it was like my doctor I've never even had like an abnormal scan since then there's been like a couple of times that they're like oh we have to take more biopsies
1: yeah. and like
2: made me think it was cancer and it wasn't and so t- this is my official 10 years Key so and that little shit never lets me forget it either like I'm pointing <laughs> through the wall he's saying saved- I'm like
1: he was yeah. like I cured your cancer mom yeah, and he's just like, back. mom, can I have some V-backs? Mom, can I do this? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you're murder okay, me. you love
2: me.
0: He's the same age as my nephew. That sounds exactly like my nephew. I love it.
1: Yep. So yep. are you a pantser or are you a plot? Well, I feel like that's a given. You're, you're a plotter, I feel like. From I'm the- a
2: plotter. I was like, I hey, I've pants before. You know, sometimes my characters run away in KC Hagen today. She's like, April, you're a plotter. You plot everything. I'm like, okay. I'm a plotter
1: <laughs> that's fine I'll take it yes yeah. um so what about any do you have any interesting writing quirks like you eat Twizzlers or like you wear the same hoodie like I do I wash it but I if I start a book and I'm in a certain hoodie I can only write when I'm in that hoodie so do you have a quirk
2: no I guess actually yeah I do Um, they're not on my wall now because I haven't made them, but I always put teasers on my wall. Mm -hmm. I always print out. So I've got the, the books that I'm writing or the series that I'm writing. So I've got the blurbs I'm holding, you know, I'm holding it up. I've got all the blurbs for the books here. I have a new notebook for every single book, which can get expensive yeah and like a new writing notebook and I have to everything has to be kind of new for it I don't mean like my equipment or anything but like I pull out a new notebook I reprint out I've got my plot sheet that tells me like what sort of event needs to happen and I reprint that out with every single book yeah and it's just something that I do and yeah Uh, yeah
1: I need to be on her list and I have
2: to have a playlist and I've got a playlist for every single one of them so it's like I have to start my Spotify playlist or my YouTube playlist. I need and to be
1: on your level of life. That's what I want to be. I want to be there. <laughs> I want to be on April Canavan's level. Gosh. I mean, you can come hang out with us. It's I not like it's... Fucking tent- I will get in my car right now. Like, I will leave this podcast right now. Do not play games. <laughs> I am literally not doing anything besides writing. I will go. I don't care. So gonna
0: come visit me, and we're gonna have so much. Wh- I don't know where
1: you live. Where do you live at Maine? You said Maine. Oh, that's me. Yeah, but but Stevie's the one who said that. Oh yeah, she's in like Baltimore. I listen. I'll, stop, I'll make a pit stop. Make a pit stop. Say hi to her, and then. I have a family
0: in Maine. I have a whole my like my. Where at in Maine? My whole family's from Portland. Girl, I live. Well, I live in.
2: I live in. I live down east. I. I. So it's like up and then down. Casey Hagan, though, she lives like right outside. I was literally, I was just at Casey's house all weekend. She lives outside of Portland. So it's like three hours from me. And I'm like, cool, getting my little tiny Prius. So it only cost me $30 for the whole trip, you know, <laughs> almost 200 miles. And I'm like, putt, putt, putt. I've got a giant newfie who took up the back seat. And so I just t- loaded up my dog and took her with me and went to Casey's for the weekend. Because, we yeah.
0: We used to vacation in Old Orchard yeah. Beach.
2: Yeah, she we lives right out like- there. Out there. I had to pass the sign to get to her house and I'm like so I live near Bar Harbor and everybody knows where Bar Harbor is but they call it Bahaba and I'm like get the fuck out of here like my
1: brother went up there he has
0: friends that live there too
1: mm-hmm. I do not live in the north so I've idea what you guys are talking about but it's okay so um what about okay so how this is like Everybody does this differently, but how do you tangle, handle ret- negative reviews? Jesus, I can't talk right now. La, la, la. Um, I actually like them. So, when I first wrote Kismet, I assumed that bitch was
2: perfect. I was like, nope, it's perfect. I put a capital R in. It's tasteful. It's all of these things. He's with somebody else at the beginning. No. not uh And it wasn't until I started looking at how people were eviscerating it on Goodreads. Like, eviscerating it that I was like, oh, maybe I should make that a difference. So, instead of so I went in and made significant edits to the book. He doesn't sleep with anybody else in the book because that's a no-no. Oh, and yeah. yeah, no, 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 straight up. It was a thing. Like, yeah. it was, and I didn't know it was a thing. And so like, I apparently didn't learn my lesson because in Inferno, uh, she's, that's a second chance. Inferno is a second chance. And she comes back and he's with someone, but he broke up with her as soon, like as pretty much as soon as the the other girl came home. He's like, yeah no this is nope nope because she came home and he's like that's that I've been in love with her so I'm I'm a sucker for second chance and like I believe in the fated mate type of in all of that like once you know you know so um but I like negative reviews because how are you supposed to learn like how am I supposed to figure out what did not hit about a book the only time I get upset is when they call me stupid like, because that, I feel like that's, that's crossing a line, like, yeah, you don't really give like a,
1: targeting my book is fine, but I feel like targeting me as a person, that's when I'm like, but you don't even know, I'm a, so nice, I don't understand, yeah. like, please well, don't be mean to me,
0: even your book.
2: Yeah, be mean to my book all you want, tear it apart, like, clearly I mean it was written years ago like I published it years ago obviously I've learned since then if if reading this makes you never want to read me again I'm so sorry because I've gotten so much better since then yeah and I'm always trying to fix things like I just had Kismet re-edited and put it back up flat and not even put it back up but like put it like re-uploaded the files last week so that Amazon's eventually going to push that out to new readers you know when they yeah decide to you know, honor my request. So, I mean, it's very, like, that's just kind of how things go. Yeah.
1: All right. I love that. Okay. So last writing question from Wall. What does your family think about your writing and have they read your books? Um.
2: Yeah. They, my little sister is not a reader. Mm-hmm. My mom has read almost everything that I've written. She actually, so she reads on my Kindle and mm-hmm. it's gotten to the point, like, I always felt like I would be like, there when I didn't buy my books on Kindle <laughs> and my mom got really mad at me because she's like April my mom uses my Kindle account because I'm always buying books so why would she buy the same books when yeah. I've already bought them I don't because I have KU but I also buy if I read a book I like on KU I go back and buy that book because yes. I don't want it to disappear from my library so um I was like April I've been trying to read your latest book and it is not on your Kindle I'm like, Do you want me to send you a copy? And she's like, "Well, I'm on your Kindle. How can I read it if if I'm on your Kindle?" And I'm like, "Okay, mom, I'll buy it for you. I'm sorry that I'm like not doing it." And she's like, "I just don't see why you wouldn't buy it for me to read on your Kindle already." And I'm like, "Okay." And my, then my mom, then she calls me back and she's like, "There is sex in this book, April Marie." <laughs> mom. mom I write sex books you know this it's just like but you're supposed to warn me what chapters and I'm like nah, I'm not I know I mean I want (laughs) you to see that scene in the dark up against the house like oh
1: my god
2: Uh, yes uh that scene just so you know was originally supposed to take place in the school during that concert yeah but Casey's like April I don't think you should do that because there are people in the school like the kids are in the school
1: right yeah. now there were no kids in the school and I was like oh, fine Ugh. move it outside listen yeah, this the way outside. I feel like my dad because my dad has like my dad's like I feel like a, he's a fan he's a number one fan and I love him to death what and was he wasn't a cover model he oh my god let's not even go there he I mean um, does he does he have dad bod or does he have like Dad. Let me tell you, I'll pull you a picture of my. I shall pull a picture of my dad.
0: Look, our last okay. episode was my. Well, two was it two episodes ago? Two episodes yeah. ago was my birthday episode, and he hopped on.
1: Oh my god! I was visiting them, and he you just licked your lips, and I'm like, oh, oh damn! He's
2: he's not not I'll attractive. put him on a cover.
1: He's not that attractive. Anyways, God, <laughs> my mom thinks. Anyways, so I'm he's- at that age where.
2: Those memes really get to me. Where it's like, oh, oh, you want to be a dick? Like I could steal your man and your daddy.
1: I would make you call me. I'm at that age in life where it's like I could fuck you, but I could also fuck your dad. Don't mess with me because I will be your stepmom. Yes, though oh, yeah. <laughs> I will literally like I cannot. Okay, hold up. Yeah. So as I'm going to talk while I'm saying this, but my dad is like a really big fan. He has all my books, and he's like, "When are you going to let me read them?" And I'm like, "Never. I will gorilla glue them together, Dad. No." you are not allowed to read them and he's like fine 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 dad Mm -hmm. listen why do you have no pictures of your actual self you dummy (gasps) okay so this is a throwback this is not what he looks like now but i just found this picture so this is a throwback of us when i was a kid it's my blonde hair it's my natural blonde hair i love how your blonde hair cannot see that
2: so he's got a dad bod.
1: There is so, nothing wrong with the dad bod. Oh yeah, he's got a dad bod. He definitely does not have like a flippin'. But yeah, so Lisa Suzanne, it's her fault. I'm telling her right now that it's <laughs> Lisa Suzanne's fault. The reason that my dad thinks that he can be a cover model is because she was like, uh, when he came on and like interrupted the podcast because that's just what he does. She was like, oh my God, he could be a cover model. And I was like, oh my God. And so literally for like the past week and a half, that's all he's been saying. That's all he's been doing. He's like, <laughs> I can be a cover model. Okay, this is what he looks like now. I mean, he's not
0: bad looking. <laughs> God, my
1: mom thinks he's good looking. So, Lord help him, Jesus. We, he doesn't need any more of an ego boost. I promise you that.
2: I've seen some. Uh, I've seen some pretty unattractive uh, cover models out there on book covers that are like some plus size men. Like I'm all about plus size. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. I'm a chunky girl. Uh-huh. But I was like, "Um, how is how is he a how is he a cover model? Because I'm all about Dad Bod. Like I read Dad Bod books. It does yeah. not need to have abs for me to buy it. But yeah, We're talking like a four hundred pound man. Oh, on the cover of a book, and I was like, I suppose people have preference and types. I know. I bought the book. i'm I'm excited. <laughs> I'm gonna read it. I want to find out what's going on." <laughs> like, <laughs> i i i need to know i, I need to know, I, know what's up
1: oh my god i want to be your friend so bad
2: <laughs> i mean we can be friends i feel like we're we're turning a new leaf like this is a thing i'm so,
0: this is like this is amazing I'm okay just, I, i'm gonna throw this out there i really think now that we should have just did casey and her at the same time
1: that would have been oh my god i feel like that would have been amazing i mean i'll come back you should go read absolutely Go read Ben, and I'll come back. I'm sure
2: Casey will do it again too. We'll have some booze. We uh she's coming out here. I don't I don't know your guys' schedule. She's coming up to my house the end of this month because we have another book release. Boots on the ground comes out at the end of this month. Dead so, ass will make room. Dead yeah, we'll ass will make room. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I'll just poke her with the stick. She's messaged me like six times since this thing has started, and I'm like, girl, I, I just can't look at my phone right now. <laughs> like, I'm so she's
0: busy. actually come. We're recording with her on the 15th.
2: She's saying, Oh, yeah, she told me. I was like, oh, I don't know when my thing is. They sent me an email last night and she's like, girl, you gotta like review your questions. So I opened it and I was like, oh shit, it's
0: today. I oh my god. No, <laughs> so I woke up this morning to a text message from her that says, Um, did you
1: did you confirm tomorrow today? I was like, did you, are you confirm are you with sure? April? Chill off? <laughs> because I was like, I was like, did you confirm with April? Because the reason why is because I know you, you had sent an email to, I don't know, or something like that. And I was just nervous because I was like, oh my God, what if she didn't show up? What if she doesn't like us? Good. <laughs> I get I so have,
0: what? haven't had that happen yet. Let's I get so it. nervous.
1: You don't understand. I get so nervous with new
0: people. I was cheesing so hard that you guys even wanted to talk to me. I was
2: like, well, okay, I'm in That's for so this. Good. Let me put a bra
1: on. Well, I don't even have it on right now. You can't even see it either because I got this over... Hoodie thingy, and I got tiny little itty bitty titties, so it's not like you can even see it. Oh, girl, I have like ease, like,
2: and so I'm wearing a sports bra, and I'm wearing one of those shirts that like holds it down. So I'm like, mm, you
0: boobs. Give me
2: some. All right. Gladly, like, I'm I'm supposed to be dieting, and then somebody, you know, like upset me today, so I ate my feelings in rice, and I have a pack of nutter butters in front of me, so. I saw one of my reviews and they called me stupid. That's what happened. That's why that question like popped up. I was like, why you gotta call
1: me stupid? Go after my books. Well, listen. Don't come after me. You can absolutely do this meal prepping that I'm doing. And I can- Oh my gosh. You can do it with me.
2: Do you, are you making food? Yeah. Does it require me cooking?
1: Yeah, I'm meal prepping. And it's- Send it to me. It's like the first day that I'm doing it today and it's going semi-decently, so- i kind of want i'm making some meatballs for
2: dinner they're gonna be sweet and sour meatballs with um low carb sauce
1: i just fucking had i had honey sriracha meatballs for lunch mm.
2: I will,
1: i'm telling you right now it's the best sauce you will ever eat in your entire life i'm not even joking you
2: is it low carb
1: yeah it's sriracha sriracha sauce low sodium soy sauce sesame toasted sesame oil rice wine vinegar and like teaspoon of honey and that's it and you just cook it until it gets sticky and then you put your meatballs in it and i swear to god it's the most amazing thing you've ever had in your entire life okay
2: i need that recipe
1: absolutely i'll send it to you anyways so yeah. moving on from the cooking show and now we're back from cooking with mj and stevie um
0: so stevie starring stevie. april starring
1: april she's like our little
0: rachel ray I barely cooked, so Don't come to my house for that. I will take you out to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I the only thing you. I can make is like, big ziti, and that's about it. That. You were, bullshit, I mean, you were making peas and corn at, like, three o'clock in the morning. I yesterday. did make peas and corn the other night. <laughs> and I made sex Mix. She messages me at, like, four o'clock in the morning. She's like, I'm eating peas and carrots.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean... I don't
0: sleep. We, we already discussed this. My sleeping schedule is opposite of everybody. Else. I
2: honestly think I'm going to stick these Nutter Butters like up here and they're going to motivate me to get this book done so
1: that when mm-hmm. I get this book done I get four tiny little Nutter Butters like. My motivation for hitting my word count is is like so when I wake up in the morning I will write half of my what well, how many words I need and then I'll take a break because my motivation is being able to play Call of Duty. Okay. And then after I play like two rounds of COD, then I'll come back for the evening after I have lunch and I'll finish my writing and then I can play COD one more time.
2: Just one more time?
1: No, it's more like three, but probably just depends because I love Call of Duty.
0: Okay. Time for some book questions because I'm curious.
1: Okay. Sorry. My bad. What is the first book that ever made you cry?
2: You guys are going to laugh at me.
1: I'm ready. Is it going to be Marley and me or something?
2: Nope. Not even close.
1: Oh God, what is it? Stephen
2: King's. (laughs) um, Which one? Which one? Tell me. Okay, it's this The eyes of the dragon.
1: Oh my my God, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) This one? Yes! (laughs) Don't play games with me. Don't play games.
2: Yes kidding it made me cry so you know that like flag is like the bad guy and they lose yeah. their dad and he's like standing behind the fucking the thing and i'm like oh yeah and i'm like balling because he loses everything and i'm like it is tough that, it's- and i was like <laughs> i was like seven oh god yes that's me because yeah. that's what my dad gave my my dad was like oh you want to read like i was struggling to read and he's like you just got to read something that's good yeah so he gave me so he said before i could read the stand or *Dreamcatcher*, i had to read the the eyes of the dragon i remember being a kid like fuck you i can read whatever i want and then i read the stand (laughs) and i was like why would you let me read this people are dying
1: it's a little he can be a little Extra sometimes you got to forewarn some people sometimes, but when you said that, I literally started hyperventilating. That's the love of my life. Look at this. Yes,
2: I love it. So we're watching it in the first it part one. Yeah, and they make a note. They make a mention of a turtle, and I was like, oh my god, the turtle, the turtle, the turtle. I love it. I
1: love it. it. Literally, I have an, an insane obsession with him to the point where it's like. So I have all of his paperbacks. I feel like you I know have. He all lives paperbacks. in Maine, right? I know. I know. I he, he lives like 30
2: minutes from me. I drive by his house when I go to Bangor.
1: I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna literally throw don't do that to me right now. I'm literally sweating. You throw know up. that <laughs> his house, they're opening his house to host writing retreats. So I'm going. How much do I need to pay? Like how much do I, I, I don't need-
2: know. We're we're still it's like in the works. They they him and Tabitha donated their house to like a historical thing or something and or like they're opening it or something i don't remember the details i don't think they donated it but it's like they're opening it to like writing retreats and i'm like take all of my money i don't care if it's ten thousand dollars like take it I'm i need to go on like- me page now <laughs> um i actually so the pet cemetery house is like 15 minutes yeah. from here 15 20 minutes from here from my, where i'm sitting right
1: now i want to live where you live
2: you could just come visit. Like, I'm
1: to come visit. Don't even. I'm not even joking. Especially don't joke with me with Stephen King because I am literally obsessed with him. So I'm to the point where I'm so obsessed that in my dad's hat, in my dad's house, in his storage building, I have like a bunch of containers and stuff with like Pokemon yeah. cards and shit because I'm super nerdy. Oh god. <laughs> uh oh.
2: All of my books are put away, right? Yeah. Like all of them. <gasps> oh my god. And I still have it. An elevation, just like cool 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 like i need to read them so let's pull them out and stick them in in my my office closet because everything's in storage yeah
0: this is like jc hannigan's conversation all over again from the other day. she she lives in canada and where she lives in canada was where it was the new it was oh yes um so
2: bangor that the kid who got thrown off the bridge in it that's an actual thing that was an actual hate crime that was that was and it was in Bangor yeah. like right off the road
1: almost all of his locations so like this is a directional post um, oh yeah I've been there my plan this summer oh my god I
2: know where it is I have the map I know where to go out into the middle of the woods yeah I know where to go so, if you go I'm gonna go paint rocks and I'm yes. gonna go take them out there
1: and I'm gonna make a thing Let's
0: for other it. can we do it for together other King yeah <laughs> do it
1: together oh. yeah. Yeah, uh, This is a directional post with all the locations in his books. And most of them are based in Maine. Like the yeah. only one that I think that's not based in Maine is the Overlook Hotel, which is in Colorado. And that's based in uh, the Rockies. But other than that, it's all Maine. So anyways, I have, I'm so obsessed that I have editions of Playboy and my dad, like in this freaking containers that I have, because he was published in Playboy before he was like really big. He was publishing uh, short stories. And so people were like, why do you have Playboy? Like, you're a girl. Why do you have Playboy? I was like, first of all, I'm bisexual, so I can have Playboy. I mean, welcome to the Rainbow Club, dummy. Secondly, I have it because Word Processor of the Gods is in this edition. And I love Word Processor of the Gods. So literally anything that has to do with him, I buy it. And like Fletcher, poor thing, will go to Books A Million and I'll see like, or like Barnes and Noble. And I'll see like a cover of a book that I don't like, I already have, but it's a new cover. And he mm-hmm. like, cannot buy that, and I'm like, absolutely, I can because I don't have this cover. Yep. <laughs> so poor me. All right, moving on from the book makes you cry. God, people gotta start bringing up Stephen King with me because I just get off on tangents. I love him. <laughs> what, who are some of your favorite authors to read?
2: Stephen King.
0: <laughs> yeah. um,
2: okay, now this is really weird because I don't like Twilight. Okay. I don't like Twilight, but I could read the host every single day for the rest of my life and I'd be happy.
1: I only, I didn't even know it was a book. I thought it was just a movie. We're talking about the one where they get abducted. With kind Melanie? Of- oh yeah. Yeah. That one? Yeah. Yeah. No, read, Wanda. Yes, Wanda.
2: Read the book. Okay. It was good. They live in some caves and that whole scene with the, with the wheat that comes up and the mirrors, like she does a really excellent job describing it. Like that there's some a ang- girl okay well yeah there's some i've kids- read t- i've read i've and i can never say her name right to Tijan, to Tijan. Yeah series i've read that yeah okay and even i mean just that there's some angst out there but then yeah. there's this level angst which is like i don't even consider it a spoiler because the movie is so old but so the, you know the whole the whole world is Taken over by aliens for the most part, right? Yeah. And, um, but the the next level angst, like the bonding between her and her host, and then the bonding between her and the brother, and her like seeing the angst of uh, like you see it. This isn't just like the talking for Melanie and Wanda's head. Like it's not just the talking. It's it's that bond and connection. And then there's a there's a there's a point where she
1: disappears yeah where the ho where the host has like taken over and and then jamie is it jamie that has to come in there and that's when he uh uh uh, uh kisses the shit out of her and then she slaps the hell out of him when she comes back
2: <laughs> yeah and it's there and that but so there's the angst that i'm used to reading in books yeah and then there's the angst that i saw in that and i don't know if it was like being for because it's different it's not it's like a captive romance. It's like that dark omegaverse shit that we re- that I will that I've read where it's like knots, like, you know, like knots and like yeah. being forced to love somebody because you're in captivity, but then there's this. There's that heartbreak of losing everything.
1: And um, the angstiest part of that whole movie is the fact with Wanda and the other guy cuz yeah. Wanda falls in love with somebody too, but then Melanie is like in love with you know her guy and it's like oh my god
2: yeah Now try imagine that on she did it so well on the page I I, coming from reading Twilight and I just did not like those books because it's not a strong like I like strong female characters and I don't think that Bella was strong I just personally don't think she was a strong character but every single character in the host was strong, like strong beyond belief. Like even the woman who comes looking for her, the the people forced to survive, the ones not forced to survive, the the weak hearted ones, like all of them are strong in their own way. You made me every single watch character. Watch the movie again. Watch the movie. I, the movie got me even that trailer scene. I'm like, damn, like I like the movie and the movie doesn't even follow all the stuff in the books. And I'm just like, I'm here for it. Like the, the even the differences. Yeah. And I was here for it. And so if you favorite author, hands down, Stephen King. And I mean, I read a ton of indie books. Yeah. I, there's a lot of also bought like auto buys. Like I read historical romance, Christy Caldwell, Julia Quinn. Like I read military romance. You know, I love Susan Stoker. I like there's a lot of things that I read. You know, obviously I love Kay Bromberg. Obviously, I love Penelope and and Vi because of um for B. Uh, Penelope Warren V. Keelan.
1: Oh, shit. Okay. I thought you were going to say Penelope Douglas. I was like, same.
2: Well, also her. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, my Kindle is out of control. I'm so glad for Kindle because they're, and I love like Laurel K. Hamilton and Charlene Harris and stuff like that. And Carrie Marie Moaning. Jesus Christ. Like I read before, before the Fever series, like I was reading the Highlanders touch in like ninety nine when 97 then nine, whenever it came out like yeah. I was stealing it from my grandmother who had <laughs> Harlequin books. and she's just like be careful with this one it's got some steam and I'm like Nana I'm here for it give me the sex even though I'm a virgin like give me all the
1: things <laughs> like
2: fuel my imagination so I mean like I have tons of favorites but that like immediate question Stephen King and that book like yeah. Absolutely. There's something about it, and I don't. I I got nothing. I've read so I've that book. I, yeah. Sorry. Now I, I went off on a tangent. I need
1: to go watch that first of. I need to go rewatch that now because I there's my favorite scene in the whole entire movie is like when fucking Wanda's boyfriend or what guy that she likes or whatever, and he has to stand outside while Jamie has to go in there because he has to like bring Melanie back, so he has to like kiss her, and he's like. It's fine. (laughs) He's like, he's like, he's salty about it. He's like, fine, go ahead. Love it. Iconic. Next question, Stevie. What is your absolute
0: favorite trope to read? Sex. Absolutely. A sex book.
2: A sex book. I don't care. You want enemies to lovers? Cool. Friends to lovers. Brothers, best friends, stepbrothers. You want like Ex boyfriend of my bet, all of it, just give me all of them. Anything that's got that emotional sex.
1: So, these trope questions are going to be fantastic because I feel like every single one of these ants is going to be trope, it's going to be sex, 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 all the way down. All right, yeah. What's one trope you would eventually like to write that you haven't Cap-
2: captive, captive romance? I haven't written captive romance, like, the I whole- really want to. R- huh yeah like the host like Like, I want to write that where you're like for that that forced proximity you have no fucking choice like it's just gonna mm, so you mean mm, like mm. are you talking about like a
1: mafia man abducts you
2: no because let's be real that shit doesn't happen to chunky girls like me like it just doesn't (laughs) like I need to be able when I'm reading a book I need to be able to picture myself in that no I need more like and that whole like I'll read them I'm here for them all of them don't get me wrong. I, I love me some dark mafia romance. I'm like, yeah. mm, sweating just thinking about it. But <laughs> I'm like, I never pick. I can never fully immerse myself because I cannot picture somebody showing up in here and like saying, I'm taking your woman and your kid to, you know, and yeah. like going right. for it. No, I mean like, okay, let's say um, what's the movie where like the The another country in the 80s, it was like the Russians, huh? You're
1: talking about 365 days, like it's a recent movie.
2: No, and I have feelings about that book series, like strong feelings, because I know how that book series ends. And I'm like, bitch, you crazy.
1: So, um, well, okay, it's in Russia, Omerta. No, no, so
2: it takes place on like the Pacific Northwest. And like in the 80s, it was a movie in the 80s, and like it was the Russians then. And now it's like North, they remade it and Chris Hemsworth is in it. And it's like, was it, I think, I feel like it's Chris, Hem, it was one of the Hemsworth. I'm pretty sure it's Chris and it's the North Koreans. So they're in Washington state and like overnight we lose everything. And the North Koreans have like invaded and take over and Chris Hemsworth is in it. And I feel like it's got the word Dawn in it. Huh? Is it called extraction? no No, that movie's really good too it's not it's not super new okay so chris hems were uh, nope no red dawn red dawn that one yes i knew i had the word dawn in it yes and so it's like this they're all like forced proximity they like run away and they live in the woods and some shit Mm -hmm. so like what i want to write a book where they're they have no choice but to like vacate their current lives and they're like forced to rely on each other and that like they're captive together and like sex happens like
1: have you seen the movie six underground with ryan reynolds it's on netflix yeah 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 yeah. the one where he's like giving everybody the second chance yes and they're all like fucking i listen i want i i hate the fact i made a movie about it because i was like damn why did i not come up with that idea sooner because that's <laughs> badass mm-hmm. i love that all right stevie you can take the next trope question ma'am What is one trope you would
0: never write and why?
2: Bully. I won't write bully romance. Oh, shit. I, I legit cannot do it because I I advocate for people. I've raised my son to advocate for people. I don't, like, I'll read it. Like, I'll read the shit out of it. Are you kidding me? Like, I'll read it, but I cannot write it because it's like- The red room of pain has a safe word, bondage, BDSM. They all have safe words. And in a bully romance, there's no safe word. There's no escaping it. And while I like reading that sometimes it fucks me up like that abuse. And I mean, like, again, chunky girl, I used to be tiny and be a cheerleader. And I remember my freshman year in high school, I was younger and smaller than everyone else. And I like was a reader even then. So I had a big old backpack and one girl who didn't like that I made the squad grabbed my backpack and tried to bully me. And I mean, my uncles made sure I knew how to fight. Like I beat this bitch's ass. Like that's not even a question, but it was, it was a thing. And so I'm, I have strong feelings about bullies and I'm raising a man like that nine-year-old in there that will one day be a man to stand up and to not let other people bully anyone around him and for him not to be a bully. So I don't think I could write that because I write strong female characters. I don't want to tear I don't want to tear down a woman Will be fixing her crown instead.
1: I am in love with you. I am I am in love with you. I love you. So
2: much. I want to I want to hug you now.
1: I want to hug you so bad. I love I love that you say that. I think that there I love dark romance and I think that there are some people that do a really good job of writing dark romance without having to do the bully thing. Like um Okay, so I think my favorite dark, okay now, this is like teeter tottering that line for a second. Um, my favorite like dark romance series, I think is like Penelope Douglas's Devil's Night. Yes. And so I think Penelope and I mean I could be wrong and I mean people are gonna disagree with me and that's okay, but I think that Penelope Douglas balances that line and teeters that line so well in that series minus Damon Damon just crosses it just a little bit (laughs) but as for everyone else I really just enjoy the fact that she's able to like cross the line like teeter it very well but I don't really think I read I don't think I ever just like read bully rom I don't think I've ever really read a bully romance like a like where the guy bullies her are we talking about like where the guy bullies her and then they fall in love
2: yeah it's hard I don't don't like I'm
1: I I can't read I can't read high school bully romance that's out
2: But there are some darker romances where he is, he's the, you know, he's the reason she loses her job or he's the reason that she feels bad about herself because he's callous or because he makes an unintended remark and it sticks with her like that, you know, as an adult, those are things that he should know better than to do. But that's like the pivoting point of a good dark romance is that control that they take. I mean...
1: Or he, she's the reason he went, his friends went to jail by, they think so, by accident, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. So, I'm going to take the last question, sadly. My favorite question. Do not want to, like, get off of this thing with you because I love talking to you. If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story?
0: Do I get a happily ever after? You don't have to if
2: you don't want to. I mean, I want a happily ever after. Right, cool, then you get one. Good.
1: Um, It's a
2: tough question. It's a super tough question because I want them all. I want all the happily ever afters. Like, I would love to be in a billionaire romance where, you know, all of your dreams come true. I'd love to be, like, a billionaire military romance because then he's a fucking alpha and he could tie me up and he could shoot a fucking gun better than I could. Like... (laughs) You know, like I would love that. <sighs> Shit. Obviously, it has to be romantic suspense. I've got to have that angst in there. Like there needs to be that. Like I think Will I have they are the okay. I have the perfect trope for you. What is it? It combines them all. Let me know. Tell me. MC romance. Oh, girl, I am a sucker for hardcore MC outlaw romance. There like, you go. But here's my only downfall to that. Like the only downfall is that I'd be in there trying to educate some club boards. Like
1: I'd be like, <laughs> sweetie, let's get used to those TV pills. Make him wear a condom. Absolutely. Like, I'd be out in that bitch. be like condoms, anybody? Condoms. Condoms. Yeah, anybody. I'd, I feel like it
2: have to be the Prez's old lady because that's she's the only one who like could get away with that shit because otherwise Absolutely. the Prez would be like, get your bitch under control. And I'd be like, don't call me a bitch for
0: real i'll kick you because i'm feisty
2: and feisty but <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. know
0: I'm, I'm partially mafia now too like i really think i want to be in a mafia romance. i could do before.
2: i could do mafia romance like that you know that like mm, like like russian or irish
1: oh russian. you know i would russian, do it of read
0: what? what smoke and mirrors
1: Yeah, Smoke and Mirrors by Michelle B. is super good. It's one of the best mafia romances I've read in a long time.
0: It's a spinoff of her Heart series, and it's Antonio Heart is the first book. And that book, oh, my God. Antonio Heart. Oh, look, see, he's in the room. (laughs) It's coming. He's standing behind the the computer again.
1: He was almost on camera for a second. He's going to work. He
0: could just come say hi now.
1: Why do you smell like oil? <laughs> oh, okay.
2: okay. <laughs> oh god. With Antonio Hart. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: H A R T.
1: Yes. Okay. Let's see what's up here. So he, his book is so. I think for me, it's either gonna be enemies to lovers because I got a fucking mouth right so I want somebody to dish it as much as I do like I love okay I love the idea of like really like witty banter or something that really just gets my gears going is if like I'm being a smart ass and like you don't get mad at me but like you give it back to me does that make sense like Mm -hmm. having a conversation with a guy and being like where I have like an attitude or something like that and he says something like in regards to said attitude, it's just like it's hot. I like witty banter. Witty banter gets me going. So, enemies to lovers, MC romance, or I'm be honest with you, I'm okay with dating a werewolf if I'm his mate. Faded mates, girl. Faded mates. Absolutely, I'm cool. With the Antonio's definitely. sister has
0: a book too. Yeah, it's good too. Both of them do, but
1: this this is the last one of that series. Okay. I don't have a werewolf book, Faded Mates, but I do have like a soulmate book. Talky though. I don't know if you'd like hockey
2: i mean i do like hockey
1: That's i read like some sports. hockey romance right now but thank for you right now she says yeah <laughs> she's uh, working on her new book right now which is a standalone so and oh snap and i have a new series so it's cool i'm excited but thank you so much for joining us this has seriously been so much fun and it has been such a joy talking to you
2: Yay. I hope that it doesn't
1: suck too bad and that I didn't drop too many F-bombs. Oh, it's so <laughs> super okay. It's super okay. But yes, okay. so thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us. Yay.